Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again, folks, broadcasting live with his tin cans and a brand new string from atop Old Smokey. It's Ben, the king of wiener slingers, with a fancy co-host with important guests and the best answers a third grade education can buy. All for you. Sponsored by Mobile Food Vendors Association, Ben'sCarts.com, Whiskey by the Jug and Donuts. You are so in for a treat today. But if I told you now, I'd have to kill you. So stay tuned. Ben's as nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Stand by. He's downing his last glass of liquid courage. And he'll be live in 30 seconds. Want to save even more money? Build your own professional hot dog cart. Save over $1,000. Buildacart.com. Buildacart.com. Howdy, howdy, howdy. I am so happy to be here tonight. We are live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio. I thank you for joining us. The chat room is open if you'll click that box. If you go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash um, Ben's Carts, you will see the current show. And at the bottom, you should be able to click the chat room icon or some kind of link there. Um, I think there's people in the chat room now. But we have some um, exciting news. We did the poll over at Facebook um, for a couple weeks on picking a better day, a more convenient day to the masses um, for broadcasting the show. And all in all, it came down to Sunday being the best day, Saturday being the second best option for the majority of people that voted. Um, I thank all those that participated, and um, we will be changing as of the first of the year to Sunday next Tuesday is the last show day for this year. Um, we'll take a break, and everybody can go exchange gifts, and if y'all need my address, let me know. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. And um, and enjoy your family and friends and the season and have fun, fun, fun. And um, next Tuesday, as you know, or you may not know, if this is your first time listening, um, you've still got time. We're giving away a brand new hot dog cart that is sponsored by Ben'sCarts.com, LearnHotDogs.com blog, Learning Training blog, and the Mobile Food Vendors Association. A brand new hot dog cart is going to be given away Tuesday. No um, purchase required. All you had to do and can still do is post over on the Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Ben's Carts. Post up a picture of you in the cart, you in my book or course, um, you um, making a hot dog or a picture of your favorite hot dog. All those pictures that people have been posting, which has been many in the last couple of weeks, um, are have gained points. Um not duplicate photos, but m you can post up as many photos as you want that are, are are those types of photos, and you'll get points for them. Um, there's a bunch of people. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. 
Um, BP, let's see, Corey Blake has posted stuff. Um, Al Miller has posted stuff. His wife has posted stuff. Lisa, um, dog tags has posted stuff. The dancing dogs, um, Frank Stevens. Y'all have got to see his posts. Um, his pictures, they are hilarious. Um, Mr. Mark's hot dogs. Um, Corey Lawrence over at O'Doggies has has posted, and you got to see his pictures. His look like a professional photographer took them of his menu items, live photos of real food. And um, Bob Graves, there's a bunch of people that have posted. And um, But, you know, last year we, we did that drawing for the cart, and there were over, um, I think it was 8,000 and something entries because all you had to do is be a subscriber to the newsletter. Well, this time you have to be a subscriber, but you um, that's not what gets you your entry. That's like a double-check system, but the what gets you your entry is doing those things, posting those pictures. And, and then we did a point system throughout the beginning of the year. And so those people um, earned points for entries. And so there's not that many. I mean, less than 300 entrants this year. So your odds went way, way, way up that you'll be the winner of a brand-new Cash Cow cart. Okay, we have a special guest tonight, and I'm excited, excited to have him on tonight, and we'll be getting to him here shortly. And um, let's see, I did some notes for myself so I didn't get lost. Um, We're going to meet the special guest who is the new director of the Mobile Food Vendor Association. And we're going to learn about where that's going, about him, about um, all of it. It's exciting. I'm excited. Um, let's see. Oh, there's a vendor story on the blog. If you like vendor stories and you want to hear about a new vendor that got started up recently, um, you know, struggled but kept going back and forth to the blog to get more information or reread something or rewatch a video. His story, in his own words, is there with pictures. It was um, awfully nice of him to take the time to do that and share with everybody. Corey Lawrence of O'Doggies was raising funds for his Kiva Zip loan, and it's an interest-free loan, and he has met his um, goal. He told me today that he would not be here tonight probably and asked me to thank everyone for helping him, even those that weren't able to um, loan any money for the Kiva Zip program, those that shared it on their networks, it helped him greatly. And as always, I want to remind you over at learnhotdogs.com forward slash resources. There are tons of resources. We'd love it if you'd add more. Tell us about them. Um, it's resources for vendors, any type of vendor, you know, food vendor. There's, um, it's just good deals that other vendors have found and we found and, um, and put up there. Also, there are, if you haven't, if you don't subscribe to the newsletter, you missed out on some amazing sales last week. Um, stuff below my cost, like hot water heaters for less than 50 bucks. Um, on demand heaters, L6s. Anyway, um, there's also, only while supplies last, because these are 2012 models, are over at benscarts.com. You can save on up to, I think it's $1,200 on different carts that we build. 
And so you may want to check those out if you're in the um, the need for a cart. Also at LearnHotDogs.com, the classified ads are doing well. There's been, uh, I think, four or five posts this past few days of new carts people have listed on there. They're used carts, but they're you know new listings that people have posted. We do not leave any old listings. A listing is only allowed to stay 30 days. It's free, and you can renew it, but it doesn't just sit there or say sold next to it. It's either, um, if it's there, it's supposed to be for sale currently. So check those out. Share those with your friends. If you hear about somebody looking for a used car, that's a good place to go. There's no fees to list there. There's no fees to sell, buy, trade, whatever you want to do there. If it's hot dog or food vendor related, post it up for free. Um, I think that's on the only announcements. And I think, I believe that we have the famous, Jason Brown of Love Hot Dog Company and um, the Lemonade Brothers on the line live with us. Is that right? Yes, sir. Hey, Jason, how are you tonight? Uh, a little beat. Yeah, you sound Always. you sound beat. You, you um, <laughs> tell tell everyone what you told me just a few minutes ago <laughs> about what you thought, what your expectations were for the winner. Well, I figured we'd slow down, but we're actually picking up. We're uh, steadily picking up every day. I just had this past Saturday was my busiest Saturday since we've been at this location since July. So, I mean, it's just been absolutely crazy. That's fantastic. Now, tell us what you've done recently as far as menu changes. You've added some stuff. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, well, some of the stuff we play with, you guys know about the lobster rolls. Um, we played with that Hala French toast with the um, maple bacon butter syrup. Uh, we've added, we carry two soups a day, one chili, and usually pulled pork or pulled barbecue uh, brisket. And uh, like today, I had on something new that they went nuts for. I did uh, barbecue baked beans with brisket and sausage in it, and I went nuts for that. But we also had uh, a steam cabinet done, and uh, we're starting that on Thursday, so we'll be doing our steamed cheeseburgers like they do in Connecticut. So everybody's chomping at the bit for that one. I'm excited to see how these burgers do. I you had sent me texted me some pictures of your trial burgers. And um, oh yeah, we're making for the kids. <laughs> it's good I use the screen protectors on my phone because I drool. <laughs> those those looked wonderful. They're really juicy, and uh, the cheese comes out of there just this perfect melted point. And uh, you know, it, it was uh, again, it's just you know something nobody else has. And uh, you know, in concept, it's just a very simple unit. You know, it's a cabinet. Shelves five on either side inside it, and uh, these little trays. You put meat in one, cheese in the other, pop them in. Um, literally, burgers can stay in there for you know a couple hours. Once they're cooked, it takes about eight, you know, nine minutes with steam, and uh, they won't dry out. They're in their own juices, and it stays moist. And you take them out, pop it on a roll, put the cheese on. Um, you know, you don't have to sit there and keep flipping it and tending to it. You know, that's why they call it the burger tender. And uh, just a real nice way to work, especially when you're solo on a cart. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
you know, you can be waiting on the window and not have to worry, oh, man, I flipped Ben's burger, now it's burn on one side. That's smart. That's a smart system. Um, well, that'll be exciting to see how that goes. I want to tell everybody, though, that's listening that you're not doing this from an open cart. You have a concession trailer. And yeah, we're enclosed. I'm a 6x10 enclosed trailer. Which is relatively small, right? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the outside of the box is 6x10, but I mean, I have a 36-inch flat top in there. And uh, two meat lockers, a fridge, two soda lockers, uh, shells up on the front. I have a half-pan direct fire and a two-pan steam rail in there. So, you know, uh, we pump a lot of food out of there. People are kind of shocked at the menu. I mean, we, this past Sunday we were at a... Uh, restaurant two two hours away from us. Uh, I met the chef off one of the TV shows, and uh, his name's Jerry Labuti, and he has a restaurant called Greystone. It's kind of an upscale place, and uh, he asked us to come up for an art show, and I went up a little nervous, and, uh, you know, they had this big art show. It's their setup, their eighth one, you know, or eighth year, I think it is, and uh, they they bring in, I think, 30 or 40 artists to fill the place. I and mean, there's everything from a guy making fresh wreaths and, and swag for your door to, you know, candy people and candles and painters and all kinds of stuff. And uh, he had a bunch of chef friends in from New York and Jersey, and which really made me nervous. But we got real good feedback. I really liked the flavor profiles. And you said, they, my goodness, can those people eat? And, uh, <laughs> you know. It was a it was a horrible day. It was raining, cold, raw, and we're outside the restaurant with our awning open partially because we couldn't block the sidewalk. And uh, they came out all day long from 11 to 5 o'clock at night. And, uh, I mean, I was just amazed. It was neat to get kind of feedback from actual trained chefs and, you know, bacon jam and onions and, you know, and different sausages and things. It was pretty neat. Well, that is awesome. Um, I'm glad that that you don't have a closed mind and you continue to expand and try different things to see what's working. I know that the bacon jam has been a hit. I know that your lemonade, you know, you turned it into a whole other side enterprise. Um, and um, and now with this burger thing, that's going to be exciting to see how that goes for you. Um, Brian just commented that he's been in your trailer and it's roomy. He said his is. <laughs> And uh, and and Brian's like me. We're big guys, and you, um, we're all big guys, and and so all three of us could work in my trailer and not kill each other. Oh, okay, okay. There's that much room inside. I mean, it's it's laid out real well. That's cool. Like the, I Brian, and I were both in there that one day. He was up. <laughs> Man, but uh, you know, and then in the spring we've got some plans. We're adding the. Uh, Hawaiian shaved ice in it and, you know, some other stuff. So it'll be uh it'll be interesting. Well debating I, whether to whether to do the wineries for the uh next season or just stay longer at the location we're at. I don't know. Um you may have to get more um equipment. Yeah, we've been talking about <laughs> that. But, uh, Oh, I know it's a lot of work and you're tired. Um, the If y'all don't know or haven't been following, you're new to the, the show or the blog, if you go over to the blog and type in love um, in the search 
or type in Jason in the search, it will pull up articles that he's been in. He has contributed a ton to the blog. Jason um, helps with the Mobile Food Vendor Association members and, and issues and sponsors and partners and does a lot of work um, and has a lot of insight into he, – he did a show about marketing that is a good one if you want to um, to expand your um, arsenal um, to make you as good as you can get. Well, I could actually, since we're talking about marketing, I could fill you in on the, uh, you know, we, my boys, the Lemonade Brothers, did uh, a food collection I mean, to try and keep them in the paper and, you know, keep the press going. Um, the radio show in the city, our morning drive show, Preston and Steve, they do what's called a camp out for hunger every year, and it's usually right after Thanksgiving. We stay at the shopping center for a week and collect food for Phil Abundance, which is in Philadelphia here, and it supplies a lot of food pantries with their essentials. And uh, my boys decided they wanted to do their mini camp out, and we started collecting food at the trailer and a couple paper articles and things like that. But then the radio show, somebody... Uh, emailed in and they talked about them for like two minutes on the radio the one day and so the boys are collecting food and I can give you a total on that now and yeah, go uh, ahead I'd love to know you know I, again doing something good for you know yes we're we're donating Phil abundance but it also keeps the name out there and you know they got radio time again and things uh my six and nine year old collected 430 pounds of food I'm sure some people saw pictures on Facebook and things we took it down to the camp out for hunger and they got treated like rock stars they got to go into the trailer in the background and meet with the djs and you know see everything they were giving concert tickets and um i bet they were excited oh they were they were thrilled we were actually kind of happy because you know the whole thing is about when their boys teach them you know christmas isn't what did you get what you do to make somebody's life better and uh along that note this would have been their first actual rock concert to the smashing pumpkins uh, but we have two kids up here, a brother and sister that have, and I don't know what the disease is, but they have to go to Germany for treatment or Italy. And uh, insurance isn't covering it, and they've been having a lot of fundraisers up here, you know. And uh, there was an auction Friday night, and my boys donated the four tickets to the Smashing Pumpkin show to the auction uh, so that they could auction them off for money to uh, get these kids over you know, to where they need to be and stuff. But, uh, yeah, 430 pounds, and they're pretty proud of them because there was a school, an elementary school came right behind us, and uh, the, I guess kindergarten through fifth grade, they only brought in 398 pounds of food. Uh, but the total for the camp out was over $106,000 cash collected and uh, 313,000 tons of food. Wow. So wow. it was uh, their their best year. They were worried it was going to be an off year because of Sandy and uh, you know all that going on up here in the Northeast. But it actually was a record breaking year from them, for them. So uh, you know doing something like that gets just impressed. We had about four different paper articles, uh, a couple of blog articles. Got a total of probably six minutes on the radio. Um, you know, all for doing something good, helping out. You know, but it gets your name out there and. You know, so don't be afraid to do some things like that through your holidays or stuff. You know, you got toys for Tachi you can still do. And, uh, you know, my little guys are doing the polar plunge in February. <laughs> so, yeah. We have a vendor in Georgia, Doug's Dogs. He's doing the um, Wounded Warrior Project. Um, there you go. 
there's a lot of vendors out there with big hearts that are helping others. I love it. Yeah, you know, but it's a it's a good way to get back, but it also helps you get exposure to people and you know, I mean don't be afraid, you know. Always always be marketing. Yeah. Well tell your boys always that we're that. proud of them. Oh, thank you. They uh you know, we were real happy, most of were very happy with the outcome and you know, they froze their little butts off on that Saturday sitting outside, you know, the coldest Saturday we had up here, they were sitting outside all day collecting food. So, you know, it was good. But, uh, alrighty, so there, we covered that tangent. Well, we have um, some people on the line, and I know we have a special guest on the line as well. Um, I'm going to try and and do a quick commercial break. We'll be right back and um, and try to um, get – I'm going to try to take the um, – the other callers call first. They probably have a question or something, and do that real quick, and then we'll go on to the, um, you know, the announce the new director of the Mobile Food Vendor Association. I'm excited about that and to um, ask some questions. We'll be right. right. We'll be right back, folks. Want to save even more money? Build your own professional hot dog cart. Save over $1,000 at buildacart.com. Buildacart.com. If you want to roll with the big dogs, you need a cart that you can rely on. There's no better way to know your equipment than to build it yourself. Buildacart.com. You want to rock your world? Build this cart. Build it and they will come. Buildacart.com. Mobile Food Vendors Association. He may look like a little boy, but he's built like a man. It's Ben on HDVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Well, folks, we're back on Hot Dog Vendor Radio, and if you would like to join in the chat, please click the chat link over at Blog Talk Radio forward slash Ben's Carts. And if you would like to call in and ask a question, um, we will do our very best to get to you tonight. If you have a question for the new director of the Mobile Food Vendor Association, please put it into the chat room, and we'll try to get to any questions you have or um, try to call in to 424. That's 424-258-9364. I'm going to take caller with the last digits of, let's see, area code 210. Area code 210 you should be live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio. This is Ben. Who's this? Hello? Okay. Um, they may have accidentally pressed option one to talk to a host or something or maybe having phone problems. But either way, we have the new director of the Mobile Food Vendor Association. I am happy to um, announce. Um, and this is a uh, a wonderful man. Um and I can't wait to um, for y'all to hear some of the stuff that that he's been telling me and, and sharing with some others. And there's some stuff that um, we'll all learn together tonight. So um, without further ado, um, hopefully I have this correct. Um, Sean, are you there? Yes, I am. Wonderful. That sounds so good. It is so much better when you call in using Skype. Um, Actually, Ben, I'm using Google Voice tonight for free. Oh, that sounds good. You know yes, what I sir. heard? Blog Talk wouldn't accept because they use a Skype. You know, their found their system is using Skype, mm-hmm. and they um 
they you know on their blogs they say that the Google Voice doesn't work, but I can tell the difference immediately um, from uh, other callers that use their landline or use just their mobile phone. But anyway, your name is Sean Tibbetts. And, it is. And, and tell us, and I, I know I'm going to put you on the spot, but tell us all a little about yourself. What, Where does your experience come from? And then um, what has your experience been in in leading the charge for vendor rights? and um, organization of vendor groups. Absolutely. I appreciate the opportunity and want to say hello to all the uh, blog talk radio and and hot dog folks out there. I'm really happy to have the opportunity to talk to everybody tonight. Uh, My background is I am an IT nerd by day and a a food trucker by night. Uh, I have a degree in advertising and public relations. I run a food truck here in Lexington, Kentucky called Cluckenburger. We do Jamaican jerk chicken burgers that we make authentic jerk sauce and then mix that into ground chicken and serve that up on a bun, a little lettuce, tomato, onion, pickle, however you take your burger. Um, we got some creative names, obviously, with the advertising degree. We start with our dumb cluck, go to our cluck and jerk, and the mighty mother clucker. So that's my food truck. Um, from there, I, in my background, I was actually a restaurant consultant for over 10 years. Um, I opened 52 fast food restaurants across the country working for a company called Seed Restaurant Group. They're the ones that those of you in the South and the Midwest might know Fazoli's as the fast food Italian restaurant. Opened 52 of those and and was a proud member of that team for a long, long time. I've also opened several brick-and-mortar restaurants, um, several of which have did over a million dollars in their first year. So I spent a lot of years making other people an awful lot of money. Um, right now, in the food truck scene, I back in March, we uh, formed the Bluegrass Food Truck Association here in Lexington. We're having a, a lot of problems with our local city council and the regulations that are currently on the books, and, and we're trying to get those changed. So I've used my background with advertising and public relations and, and some of the contacts that I have to be interviewed on all of our local TV stations. I've been interviewed by all of the no- local print media uh, including just business-specific media as well as our, our actual local newspaper. I've also been on all the talk radio shows that are around town, both focused on restaurants as well as ones that just focus on government in general. We sat down had lunch with our mayor. We presented to our city council. We debated the city council and restaurant owners in a public forum. And right now we're actually working to get in front of our county health board to work on some really strange laws that are in place in Kentucky and in in Lexington and some uneven and and unfair application of those laws where they're currently protecting companies that have multiple trucks from companies that have single trucks and making those with single trucks move every 30 days, whereas those with multiple trucks are allowed to be in the same place year-round. We just don't see that as being real fair, so So we're working through the process now. Well, it it is. It's straight-up discrimination. It's a really dumb law that's on the books in Kentucky that says that any mobile food vendor can be in one location up to 14 days and can't return to that location for 30 days. So what they've done in in Lexington is they've interpreted that, that if you have three trailers, well, you can rotate your three trailers or three trucks in one location and stay there year-round, but those smaller corporations that only have one, uh, sorry about your luck, you got to leave for 30 days at a time. And that's just not fair at all. No, that's um, it's horrid. But I, I am thankful there's people like you out there that are are fighting for the for that, um, and for the rights of others. Because a lot of this, you know, goes without saying that you there there's not a reward system behind this, other than you know the feeling good that you're helping others. And so I'm glad there's people like you and your wife that that do that. If if y'all aren't aware, um, 
I think your wife is on the chat room tonight. Um, if you don't have questions tonight, if you want to call in, you can call in or you can post a question up. We will try to get to any questions um, for Sean. And tell tell me, um, you, you've been closely um, in contact or, um, I don't, a lack of a better term, but either way, you've worked closely with the Institute for Justice and – and and finding and fighting for our civil rights that are due to us by the Bill of Rights. We have the Institute for Justice. It's www.ij.org. Um, those of you that are having trouble in your local areas, I can't recommend them enough to you. They have an immense amount of information available on their website, and they're also willing at the drop of a hat to write a letter for you to your city officials and county officials. And uh, it, it's fairly interesting the way that that organization works. They're actually a constitutional defense firm, and so everything that they do is in defense of constitutional rights for American citizens, and all of their funding is paid for by grant money through the, the Congress. So when you go work with them, they've got a whole team of lawyers, a whole team of marketing specialists and compliance review officers, and a lot of positions that large corporations have access to, but us as small business owners, there's just no way we could afford that kind of help. And the Institute for Justice, because they're entirely grant-funded, the cost to you is zero. So they've written several letters for us. They actually include us now in several of their national campaigns and, and have us review the information before it goes out and provide feedback. They've written letters directly to our city council citing prior case law and, and our ordinances in particular that are in violation of the law. And they've even offered to send their head of lobbying out to do a presentation in front of our city council and, and show them kind of the error of their ways. So the Institute for Justice is a, a phenomenal group. One of the best things that they do is they've got these little stickers that you can get that say legalized street food. And we have those on all of our trucks in the Bluegrass Food Truck Association. And I can't tell you how much conversation that generates. So getting signatures on petitions online or actual paper petitions, just having those little stickers that say legalized street food, your customers will ask you over and over and over again what that's about and what the problem is and how can they help. Well, I have linked before um, the legalized street food, food stickers um, over at IJ. They give those out. Um, I am hoping that Brian posts the link here shortly. Um, Brian is is famous for on the chat. He is the man that he. By the time you've said it, typically he has a link up for it. So if you say something, he's going to be providing links. There's um, it's been a a, a huge help for the show because as people are on there and they want to mark that page or remember it, he's got it on there with a link. So it helps everybody out. Um, so tell me what um. Where do you see this heading? We've been without a director for the Mobile Food Vendor Association for months now. And Jason Brown and Rob Thompson Thomason have really, really um pulled, you know, more than their weight and answering calls and emails and helping others and then we've had some volunteers um doing some email answering and helping people getting logged into their account over at the site, but can you tell us where this is headed now? 
You, I can't. I'm, I'm actually really excited about it, Ben. I, I looked at this challenge. We started talking a, a few weeks ago about what's going on and, and some of the issues, not only with the, the individual sites and the, the policies that are in place in individual cities, but what we can try to do as an organization to motivate and create a emotion. There's, in the nonprofit world, there's two concepts of making impressions and making waves. And what that analogy is all about is an impression is something that people walk away with and they have an impression and they can forget it in about five minutes or so. Making waves is more along the lines of creating motion in the marketplace. And so with the Mobile Food Vendors Association, that's going to be our new focus is to figure out how to make waves. And not only waves in the the negative context of trying to change the political outlook and the, the political atmosphere that surrounds us, but waves in just the food culture in our individual cities and find ways to get food truck operators and mobile food vendors to partner together and work together. Uh, there's a, a theory in economics called the cluster theory of economics, and those folks that opened restaurants before can tell you, you don't want to open a restaurant on a desert island. You don't want to open it someplace where there's no other restaurants around you. And the reason why is because you need to make sure the infrastructure is in place. You need to make sure that there's a crowd in place that comes to that location. You need to be able to predict what your average foot traffic is going to be. And there's just some very basic rules for managing food proprietor operations that you don't want to be out on your own because there will be no way to predict any of that. We find the same is true with food trucks. When one food truck or one mobile vendor sets up, they might have a line three, four deep. Some of the really good ones get lines 10, 20 deep. But I can tell you when 10 operators get together, you'll get a crowd of 1,500 and 2,000 people out there, and everybody does fantastic. We've participated in a couple of events here in Lexington. We did a bluegrass food blast up in Louisville. They did a, a food truck fest. And over 3,500 people came out to the food truck fest in Louisville. Here in Lexington, it's still a very new scene. We're trying to create that culture. But we even had over 1,500 people show up at our event. Most of the food trucks that day had lines that were 35 people deep. They waited an hour and a half to, to get their food and, and were happy to do it. So that's some of the, the environment that we want to bring as an association is that while at the end of the day we are in competition with each other, but we can't compete with each other if we're all going broke. So we want to figure out a way to make waves and make waves not only as an impression of people walking away, but waves of creating that food culture in your environment and, and your local town. So some of the ways that we're going to do that, one of the first things that we're going to tackle is the new member packet. So when new members join into the association, we're going to send them out a, a packet that has a lot of useful information in it. And of course, have their MFVA sticker. It'll have a copy of our newsletter in it. I'm going to dive into in just a second what's in our newsletter. We'll have our business card so folks can reach out and contact me directly anytime that they need to. All kinds of details about our website and pretty much anything else good that we can think of for folks that are just starting up or just getting involved in the association and, and what they can do or what we can do to really help them in their business. Along with that, along the new member front, we're going to start targeting local food truck associations. So here in Kentucky, for example, we've got about a dozen in the Bluegrass Food Truck Association. Louisville's got 20 or so in theirs. Some of the bigger ones, when you get out talking about Southern California, there's 125 food trucks just in San Francisco, and that doesn't count the mobile vendors. You look at Washington, D.C., they've got a couple of dozen in theirs right now, but a couple hundred operating trucks. The New York Food Truck Association has over 300 members. So we're going to look at targeting some of those local food truck associations and bring them into our association primarily so we can tap into that knowledge base. 
Because as each of us does this business, we each have great ideas and new ways of, of revenue streams and new ways of doing what we do better. Well, if we tap into a group of over a 1,000 people, this is going to become a very smart organization, and we're going to be able to operate businesses smarter, better, faster, and more profitable than those that don't join the association. So new members is, is one big area. Um, the next one is, of course, regulatory and political help. I, I don't know why, you know, it, it, it keeps me up at night, to be totally honest with you, Ben, but there, for some reason our industry is just targeted by local governments. And there are rules that are put in place that are put on top of our industry that don't exist for any other industry. And so with a national presence and a national effort of making waves, this is one of our primary focuses is helping with regulatory and political issues. So we want to help local members. We want to, we'll be more than happy to do emails, letters, phone calls, whatever it takes to your local city government or your county government or state government help work with the food truck associations to create a, a combined front when it comes time to go to that state level. Um, I want to share a story with you. He's actually in the chat room tonight, but Al Miller called me last week and was telling me about some regulations that are going on in Ovilla, Texas, where they really tried to shut him down. They accused him of being a, a temporary restaurant, that he had to get a special use permit and a certificate of occupancy, and he already knew through completely unrelated political reasons about a guy who voted against buying a fire truck for a town with five businesses, he knew there's no way that they're going to issue him this special use permit. So I jumped into the city regulations, and I did an awful lot of reading, and I figured out how to get Al classified as a peddler. And so we gave him that information. He went into City Hall this morning, went through all those hoops, and, and is in the process of getting his peddler's license. Now, at the same time, it, he got a lot of pushback from those folks. I can tell you that political folks and, and folks in government do not like it when you know more about the rules than they do, and they're the ones that are supposed to enforce them. So he got a little pushback there, but as soon as we get something to chew on, if they actually do deny him that license, we'll be writing a letter and, and sending out press releases to their local newspaper, their mayor, their city council members, the local radio stations. We will make sure that Al's story gets blasted all over the state of Texas and get him the support he needs to operate that business in that town. I love it. Holy cow. Um, now, tell me something. Somebody had asked me, um, this was last week, they asked me was or if the new MFVA could have like um, sample letters like um, that you would send to the editor or to um, like press releases that, hey, we're a mobile food vendor association member, we're a new catering and, um, you know, event um, company, and we are new in town and blah, blah, blah about us. Kind of a, a, a form letter so that they could, you know, copy and paste and add their name and, the, you know, the appropriate names and stuff to it and then send it to their local media outlets. Absolutely. With the new website, one of the areas that we're going to be adding to it, we're going to call it our vendor toolbox. And it's for members only. It'll include stuff just like that. So pre-printed documents that you can use. We'll do them in Microsoft Word and PDF so you can make changes to them or send them just as they are. We're also going to have tips and tricks. So we know a lot of the times there are tips that are shared on you know ways to keep your hot dogs from wrinkling. Uh, the steam burger thing tonight, that's a phenomenal piece of equipment. So something like that absolutely in there. 
and then also links about taxes and and how to keep track of your profit margins and I know on the show a couple of weeks ago you had talked about record keeping and trying to identify good locations from bad. So all the tools that a vendor needs to be able to do that successfully, that's what we see landing in our vendor toolbox. And that will be for members only. We're not going to expose that area to the public. I like that because um, I'll, I'll be able to garner information from that as well, and that, that, that helps everyone. Um, I love the fact that you're incorporating um, – food trucks and you know we weren't just exclusive hot dog vendors but the the fact that you already know some and that you already run an organization that is over you know the state of um tech or kentucky with food trucks is a is a big deal for all of us because you know there's um power in numbers well, and I'm glad you bring that up, Ben, that Thursday night here in Lexington, we actually had two food trucks shut down, and they were shut down because of permitting issues at the health department, and not through anything that they did wrong, to be completely honest about it. The 14-day, the 30-day rule, one of our trucks got one day outside of that rule and didn't realize he was outside of it, got shut down. Another truck had pulled his three-day permit for the weekend, and the health department wrote the wrong date on it. They had him covered for Saturday, but not for Thursday. Shut him down. So one of the things we did Thursday night was I'm actually in contact with Tyler Florence from the Great Food Truck Race. He follows us on Twitter. We follow him on Twitter. I sent him a tweet on Twitter and let him know what had happened because he had actually recommended when he was here in town that we practice a little civil disobedience. And he said, you know, are they really going to shut you down and arrest you for selling a hamburger on the street corner? And, of course, the whole Rupp Arena laughed, and they thought that was great, and everybody encouraged us to practice civil disobedience. So when that happened, I sent him a tweet. tweet and said, you know, Tyler, tonight we had two trucks shut down. Civil civil disobedience just isn't working for us. Within 60 seconds, he retweeted that to his followers, which was 448,000 people. Oh, my. So immediately we got reach out, outreach to a half a million people. And I can tell you my phone has been going crazy. Our email is going crazy ever since that event. We've picked up probably 20 or 30 followers, both on Twitter and Facebook from that And the most exciting news, and this is a a national-level piece of information I want to share with everybody, after all that happened, I got a phone call from CNN Business on Saturday, and they're coming out in January, and they want to do an interview with me on CNN about food trucks and mobile food vendors and the challenges that we face and how it's a nationwide issue. That is exciting. You're talking about um, getting getting it out there um, on a national platform. CNN, any of those big networks, is a huge accomplishment. Um, I just, I just put in the chat room that I'm so excited. I'm standing up as I, you know, as I talk because <laughs> I actually got chill bumps when you talked about that guy tweeting to that many people. Um, it was amazing. I, I've never had that kind of, of, we call it in the advertising world, touch point, where I touched that many people and got that many impressions in one shot. That has never happened for us before. So to have a, a person now with that kind of following who supports us and is willing to share our information is just amazing. Uh, I am uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm speechless. <laughs> Get a picture. Uh, so... Tell us, give us some. Um, I know that you have um, things planned, and and I, I'm not trying to. You know, you have it. I don't know of anything, but I know that you must have some other things planned. Like I know we mentioned that there was going to be changes on the website or changes 
completely to the host and all that stuff on the website um, mm-hmm. to make it easier because right now it's kind of a nightmare, even though the attempt was to make it better, um, and it was. It still wasn't um, – It it's still a big issue when people join. They can't figure out how to get in, and if they were previously a free member, when they join – an admin actually has to go in and delete their free membership, otherwise their paid membership won't work. So what what do you have coming with that stuff? Can you share any of that with us? Absolutely. So the website that you know, I mentioned in my background there that I'm an IT nerd during the day, and one of the reasons I have an advertising and public relations degree was back when I was in school, it was just the beginning of the dot-com boom, and I had actually majored in computer information systems and found that I really didn't like that and wanted to do more on the design side of the world. So I switched over to advertising and public relations, and websites has been my focus for a long, long time ever since that. So the website is is getting a complete overhaul. I actually had a a programmer come to my house Saturday night, and we had what we call in in nerd land a hackathon, where we sit down and we just write code all night long until we get pieces and parts working that we're trying to achieve. And so there's some new things coming on the website. We hope to have those out before the first of the year. Um, The one I'm most excited about, especially for our membership, is a member spotlight. So the member spotlight is going to be front and center on the homepage. It will have details about their business, their favorite stories, stories about their fans, their featured food items. And, again, that's going to be the first thing that you see when you come to the MFVA is this is our featured member this month for that member spotlight. We're going to pick them. Oh, yeah. And we're going to pick them through a monthly poll. So built into the website tool that we'll be moving to is a polling system. So we'll pick four or five different folks and, and put them out on the poll and then let the traffic to our website pick who becomes the member spotlight for the next month. So it's going to be entirely user-driven, and, and those folks that want more information about a specific business and want to highlight a specific business, they're going to land right there on that home page. The member spotlight is also going to be in our newsletter. that We'll have a, a monthly newsletter that goes out, and so the member spotlight will be there along with several other items in our newsletter to include things like tips and tricks, obviously a, a letter from me every month, uh, some other articles and details that we find. We work fairly closely with mobilecuisine.com and roaminghunger.com, and they're both uh, some big food truck sites and mobile vendor sites. So we'll have content from them out there as well. And also in the newsletter, we'll be doing our featured discounts. So the member discounts is another area where we're looking to improve. Those of you that are members today know that there are 18 discounts currently in place. Um, some of those discounts are a little tough to use. you got to call a certain person and fill out a certain form. and There's some hoops to jump through with a whole bunch of those. So we're working with the contacts to modernize that and make it a little easier. Staples, for example, has said that we don't have to call that, that VP anymore. They're going to set us up with a monthly code, and that code will come out in your newsletter So members will be able to go to the staples.com, order all the paper supplies that you need for your truck or any other tools that they've got for you, enter in your discount code, and you're done. 40% off at Staples, guys. That's the number one complaint on on the MFVA currently is the Staples discount is a nightmare to get. That is the first one we're tackling, and that's why. We're looking at that feedback. We're trying to figure out what matters to our membership the most and tackle those first. Folks, before we mislead anybody, I do want to say this doesn't mean you walk into your Staples store. Um, This is on their Staples corporate site, which has um, three times as much product and better prices right from the get-go. It's about a 40% savings overall um, Mm -hmm. from an I-ordered a chair once I got um, in there finally. 
Right. Cool. Well, a lot of folks don't know why we would use staples. I think, well, I'm a, I'm a food cart or I'm a food truck. Why would I use staples? Well, right. staples provides all the paper products that you need to run a break room in an office. So the food boats, napkins, forks, knives, cups, lids, straws, all of that is available through staples. And with this discount, it's 40% off with free shipping right to your door. So there's a huge savings for our vendors right there with just that one. But some of the other companies we're looking at, uh, we work with the Bluegrass Food Truck Association works with Coca-Cola now. Uh, a lot of folks don't know that Coca-Cola, everywhere they have a bottling plant, they have a marketing department. And if you'll work with their local marketing department and agree to put a, a Coke can or a bottle or a Coke logo in your advertising, they'll print it all for you for free. So business cards, rack cards, brochures, all the way up to six-foot banners, sandwich signs, they will print all of that for you for free if you'll include Coke in the in that product. So Coca-Cola is one we're working with. GFS, we're getting ready to work with them to set up a group member discount. Today, if you work at GFS or work through GFS, you can get a 20% refund at the end of the year. We're talking with their local sales reps to see if we can't get that 20% discounted up front. And they're working on that with us. We think we're going to get that one pulled off. It's going to take a little while. They're a large corporation, so we're working through the cogs, but that one's on the way. Another one that we're targeting and working with is Rainbow Bread Company. Rainbow Bread has distribution sites all over the country, um, and depending on who you work with and, and what level of discount you can get, we've seen food vendors here in Lexington work with bread manufacturers like this and get a pallet of buns, 160 buns, for $8. So we're going to be working with companies like that so yeah. that we can really take these food costs down, take the paper costs down, and so our vendors, our association members, are going to know how to operate a business at a much higher profit level than those that don't. So uh -huh. that's a big one. And we're <laughs> hoping with the discount program, where the goal that I've set for my wife, my wife Amanda is a, a lovely woman and <laughs> is unfortunately taking on the brunt of most of this work for me. Uh, but so one of the goals that I set for her was to add one new discount program every month. So we're going to have three or four in the works each month, so hopefully we can have one finished up every month. But that's the goal is for the next several years, do one new discount program every single month for our Vendors Association members. So other things about the website. So that's the big one is discounts. That's obviously one of the huge drivers as to why folks want to join. We can save you an awful lot of money in your day-to-day -day operations with that. We've got our member spotlight coming. We've also got, we'll be adding a form that if you go out to food truck association websites, almost every single one of them starts with find or book a vendor. So we're moving into a, a scenario with this website where we're going to be setting up a member directory. And all of you that are currently members, you'll be getting an email from us in January asking for some information for that member directory. And we're hoping to include things like your logo, uh, we're going to list them by state to make them fairly easy to find, your contact information, your featured menu items. And once we've got that member directory in place, we'll add a form to our homepage. It'll be across the top of every page where if somebody's looking for a vendor, they can click on that button, fill out that form, and we'll send an email to everybody in that state. Hey, so-and-so is looking for a food vendor. This is their event details. You might want to go talk to them and, and see if you can get into that event. So we're hoping to create a referral process there where through the website, event coordinators can automatically get access to the entire MFVA membership directory and contact you directly to get you booked for events. So in addition to that, we already talked about our vendor toolbox. And so the other one is our vendor forms. So as Ben mentioned, one of the number one complaints out on the current site is the discount program and staples and how hard that is to use. We're not going to take the forums away. 
The forums are a phenomenal tool for conversation and getting questions answered by experts and other folks that are working in this field. We plan to continue that vendor forum and, and keep that available to everybody. In addition, we'll be doing an online catalog. I know a couple of weeks ago, Ben, you, on the show, you talked about the sunglasses and hats and all those kinds of things that help increase sales. We'll have an online catalog that will get you access to those types of items. We're also going to list books and other merchandise that's related to our industry. So, Ben, we obviously we want to list your book out there and work through the Amazon affiliate program to identify books that are useful for food truck vendors. There's actually a, a great book I just finished reading. It has been about a month ago about how to start a food truck. And it takes you through step by step by step from doing your budget to managing your food costs to finding locations. And it jumps through all of that, but for food trucks, which is a, a very different beast than a push cart. So we've got Ben's book that covers our push carts. We've got this book that will help cover food trucks. And we're hoping to reach out and find more and more resources like that and put them available in our online catalog. The reason we're going to do that in our catalog is, again, the affiliate programs. If somebody purchases it through the Vendors Association, and then we'll actually get a, a kickback, if you will, on that. We were contacted last week by the Mobile Food Vendors Insurance Company of America, and they want to not only advertise on our website, but offer discounted insurance policies to all of our members. And if a member buys a policy and, and goes through the Mobile Food Vendors Association, then they're going to give us a referral fee for that. So we're really looking at finding partnerships where we can reduce your costs but do it in a way that also helps the association survive so that we can continue these political and lobbying efforts and pay for the paper for the letters and the plane tickets to go stand up and do presentations in front of city councils and pay for the, the travel costs to go out to food truck associations and get them to join. So that's where all that money is going to go. When it comes down to it at the end of the day, the profits that we make from the, the Mobile Food Vendor Association are going right back into the association to, again, go back to that concept of making waves and make our waves bigger and bigger and bigger and, and create a national scene and a national recognition. Also on the website, we're going to be doing classifieds. I hate to tell you, Ben, but yeah, we're going to do free classifieds too. <laughs> I don't mind a bit. <laughs> um, additionally, we're going to have rolling news articles. I'd mentioned that we work with Mobile Cuisine and, and Roaming Hunger now. So we'll also be developing our own news content, but posting content that they have out there, as well as our monthly newsletter um, sent out by email, and, and also we're going to include a printed copy of the newsletter in our new member packet that we're pulling together. And last but not least, on the website, I know we've talked an awful long time about the website here, but it's our primary tool for reaching out and providing tools to everybody. So there's a lot of work going on there. Along with that, I just mentioned that the Mobile Food Vendors Insurance Association wants to advertise with us. We're going to be opening up the website to advertising. So we're looking for food truck manufacturers, cart manufacturers, companies like Staples, Coca-Cola, uh, the mobile food vendors insurance folks, we're going to open up an advertising platform for them so they can reach our market. And I know that a lot of folks don't like the concept of targeted ads, but I got to tell you at the end of the day, these are the folks who are wanting to work with us to help make our businesses better. And at the same time, they can help offset the costs of hosting and running this website for something that requires minimal work on our side. So we're going to be looking at doing some online advertising. It's not going to be huge pop-ups and crazy blinking text and things like that all over the place. There will be one little box on the right-hand column that is a rotating ad. So, And that's our website. There's an awful lot coming. We hope to have it by the first of the year and get that rolled out. And we have a lot of tools available for everybody out there. This is overwhelming to me. I, I, I had no idea. Um, and it's exciting to me to know that there's the potential 
there's something that many members have asked about, um, and we've discussed it, but have never figured out how to do it, or even if the if it's a potential, um, the, you know, if there is potential for it, but is some sort of group insurance, even if it starts out as an AFLAT plan or or similar, but then a some type of you know group discount for medical um, coverage down the road. Right. Well, and the mobile food vendor insurance is not only that. It's not only health insurance for our members, but it's also an insurance policy that's written specifically for mobile food vendors. So it covers not only all your automobile problems and and your uh, liability and and issues around that, that if you back over somebody's foot or somebody drops something and, and pops your tire, it's those types of insurance coverages as well as business liability with your $2 million umbrella policy as well as, and this is one of the most exciting ones for, for folks that have been in this industry a while, they're going to be offering certificates of insurance where when you go to an event, usually you have to put that event on your certificate of insurance. We have to do it here in Lexington with the city and, and nonprofits and folks all the time. They're going to offer that for free with a guaranteed 24-hour turnaround time. So here in Lexington, we've got folks with Liberty Mutual as their insurance. They do it by mail. It can take up to a week to get it back. We've had other members who had insurance where they charged $100 a day to name somebody else on your certificate of insurance. So these folks have really focused in on what the needs of mobile food vendors are from an insurance tool perspective and are going to give us that. And they're going to give it to us at a discounted rate, and they're going to do it in a way that helps support the Mobile Food Vendors Association at the same time. Now, one of the huge um, benefits that we've had already is the insurance company that is currently one of the partners that does a, a $2 million umbrella. They do an instant turnaround on your certificate of liability. If, you're a, if you need to add a lost payee for an event, it's online and instant. You can print it off right from their system by logging in. But they one of the added benefits is this $10,000, um, it's called Inland Marine policy, which covers um, the cart stuff, like if somebody, you know, um, damaged it or, or something like that or, you know, something major goes wrong. They have a coverage plan that rides along. It's a rider, but it is included for the members. And that policy is inexpensive. I don't know if anybody's had to use that policy yet because it's fairly new, several months old, that they became a partner. Will they remain on there, or how will that work? Oh, absolutely. We're not looking to take anything that's currently offered to the membership away. We're just going to keep adding and adding and adding and and give more options and and more places for folks to go. Is there a way, like um, another complaint we get is, um, Rob's told me about this one, is the... Onion crunch is a pain in the neck to do as well because you have to contact the right email address, order, then prove it to get some kind of freebies and stuff, which is nice of him. We've had him on the show, the owner, and he's a fantastic guy, and he's the most um, uh, he's the easiest important person I've ever had to contact. You can contact him easily, um, and he he makes that known, and which is I, I admire that. Well, I would love to see that easier. We've had complaints from members. It's not our major of complaints, but that is one of the complaints. Right. So one of the things in my own personal resume when I go and apply for IT jobs and all that jazz, I'm at a a 
director kind of level right now. And one of the things that I put in there is it's a phrase that I love and I get asked about all the time, but it's aggressive contract negotiations. And that is one of my skills. So when it comes time to sit down and talk with these discount providers, there is no reason for them to put 200, 300, 500 people through a painful process when they're the ones who are wanting to work with us. So that's the way we're going to approach them and say, you know, when we were a smaller organization, it was 50 people, 100 people, 150 people. This wasn't so bad. As we're growing to 200, 300, 500 people, this isn't going to work. We have to develop a solution together. And that's where I'm hoping to bring in some of my own IT background to work with these companies. And if they don't have a solution in place, I'll write a solution and give it to them to make it easier for our membership. And that's exactly where we're going with those discount programs that are so difficult right now. Well, that's going to help out a bunch. I'm I'm excited about this. Um, is there anything else that um, you said that something that we've always talked about was newsletters? We were going to have these you know monthly newsletters, and they came infrequently um, because mm-hmm. that requires a lot of time and work and effort to put together the right type of content that is. Um, that is going to be used and needed by the vendors, something they can look forward to. Um, and so, you know, I can't lay blame at anyone's feet. You know, it's one of those deals where it was all volunteer work. And so I'm excited that you are going to have a newsletter. Will we see that in January or? Um, the first first issue will come out in January because obviously the, the first big article we want to get pushed out there is all about the new website and how to use it. So we do look to, to getting that out in January to the current membership and, and start pulling that forward. I, I owe a huge debt of gratitude to my lovely wife. That's one of those items that's on her plate. She's going to be pulling that together. I have the task of writing one article a month, and she's taking care of the rest. So Amanda's going to get that squared away for us and, and really dedicate a, a lot of her time. We, we sat down and looked at how much time is going to be required from her on a day-to-day basis. And it looks like this is almost a full-time job for her with managing the new memberships coming in, pulling newsletter content together, finding advertisers, working on the discount programs. New She's going to be working close to 40 hours a week on just the MFVA. Um, somebody mentioned um, Brian Shores came up with him. Uh, he just sent me a message. He said, "Can is there going to be some type of brochure or flyer that we can hand out to potential vendors when we meet them? There is. That's one of the things that I'm working on is, is again, how to generate new membership. And so we have to figure out how to advertise ourselves. And one of the things that nonprofits really struggle with on a fairly regular basis is what is the value that we provide back to our membership? So as I'm going through this process of revamping the website and the discount programs and pulling the newsletter together, I'm starting to identify where the value is in this program and and this particular organization. As we identify those bullet points and we're able to flush those out and give solid talking points and solid descriptions, especially with some uh, success stories from our members, then absolutely we'll be pulling that together because at the end of the day, I'm going to need it when I get ready to travel to New York and San Diego and, and some of those other food food vendor associations and try to bring them in in large groups. I need the exact same materials. So that will be one of the things that's available out in our vendor toolbox. Be able to download it, print it off, and, and give it to who you need. You can send it to them directly in email. I will tell you guys that, you know again, I'm an IT nerd, so some of the things that we're working on on the website right now and one of the things that's taking some time is we are working on digital rights management. So one of the concerns that we've got is being able to download the discount information and just email it out to anybody that you want. 
So we're working on finding ways to lock those documents so they can only be delivered to your email. But documents that are related to advertising or the association itself, those will not have the digital rights management on them and can be distributed. Well, that's smart because that is that is an issue. Um, we've um, it's always been an issue, and it's an issue for anyone that sells anything digitally or offers anything digitally is the potential for that to be given out freely and take away the value of that um, work that someone's done. Exactly. So it's about identifying where we provide value and then protecting that at all costs because it's the only thing we have to offer. Well, that is um, that is exciting. Um, Sean, you, you superseded my expectations. Um, <laughs> I, I had no idea that y'all spent that much time in getting this done. I knew stuff was going on. I just had no clue as to the extent of it. Um, you're fortunate to have an Amanda at your side. Um, very much so. <laughs> and tomorrow is her birthday, so everybody in the chat room, you need to wish her a happy birthday. So. Oh, wow. Happy birthday, Amanda. <laughs> the... Um, this 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 is so exciting to me. What um can we talk a little bit because there's been a little backlash. Um not much. Um some people have even, you know, done the opposite and supported it because they they understood the reason. But I understand that they're going to um have to raise the rates some. Um and but that y'all've made it where through the end of December, is it? Yes, like the 31st that they can get the current rate. Yes, they can. So they can get the current rate through the end of the year. Again, to offer all these new services that if you look at the you know, P&L statement at the end of the day, it just doesn't balance on what our current membership dues are. But to encourage folks to stay locally active, we are also going to offer a discount that if you're a member of your local association, you're going to get the current rate. So the new rate is going to $129 a year. So it's not a huge increase. It's a little increase, but not a huge increase. But if you're active in your local association, we're going to keep the cost right where it is. Well, 129 is nothing. I, I'm a member. You know, I, I fly. I, I, I'm a pilot, and so um, those memberships are expensive. And to these organizations where I save money on um, pilot insurance or plane insurance or whatever, well, those um, 129. I was anticipating something um, much larger. I'm glad that it's um, just barely. I mean, you're talking. Right you know 20 what 30 bucks more a year right and, um, and that's one of the things that amanda and i've been working on was trying to figure out okay amanda how many hours a week is this going to take what's our real cost and printing costs and travel costs and website hosting costs and and all those numbers and at the end of the day we we also thought it was going to have to go a lot higher but we figured out ways by working with coke to do things for free by finding website hosts that only charge eight dollars a month by getting programmers to volunteer their time and and work for free clucking burgers basically <laughs> so we've managed to find ways to to keep that cost down and we had initially talked about taking the newsletter and sending out by mail every month and we got to looking at that 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 was going to cost us a couple hundred dollars a month in just postage so we looked at that and said you know what let's not send it out by mail let's send it out by email but new members that come in so we're talking 10 or so a week well, forty or four dollars and forty cents a week in postage, we can probably cover that. So we're trying to find ways where the offerings that we've got, we can do them in a cost-effective way, so that we didn't have to raise that rate to a, a, a number that would hurt. 
Right, because we—I mean, obviously, there's a lot of new vendors, and you're—and and a lot of people got into this because of struggling times, because of the economy, because of layoffs and job loss, and so they—the last thing they need is a new expense. Right. Um, the benefit of this is—is is you everybody has to have insurance on their cart. Just the insurance savings alone is twice the value, or three times the value. I, I've been paying for years now, um, around six forty. A year for my insurance on a cart, and and now I pay three hundred bucks, so it's um, a, a big difference. Um, just that right. membership to the MFBA. Now, I, I just saw your wife posted that um, one twenty five per month is what the New York Food Truck Association charges members. Um, so to put in that into perspective, one twenty nine isn't um, anything. Um, Brian even put it to nothing in the grand scheme of things. Now, what is um, Somebody asked on the chat, what did it mean when you said if they're a part of a local association? Well, so we're working, again, to, to try to grow the membership in a way. Trying to grow membership one person at a time is extremely expensive. When I was talking earlier about impressions versus waves, the way that we generate our membership is through impressions today. And right now we do individual impressions and hope they come to the website and hope they listen to your show. And, and so one of the problems we have with that is the growth pattern's just not there. It, it can't support it on a long-term scale. So by going to the, the association level, you know, New York Food Truck Association's got over 200 trucks that are currently members. So if we go to them and we get even half of them to join, that's 100 trucks coming in the door. And at $89 a piece, you're talking $9,000 that shows up for the association to start paying for some plane tickets to go to Texas and help Al out, to start paying for newsletter campaigns and, and letter campaigns to just flood city council offices with IJ letters and, and references to case law. And so that's where we're looking to try to get the associations to come in and, and be a part of it at a national level. Um, and, but in exchange for that, you know, especially there in New York where they pay a monthly fee already, we didn't want them to have to pay you know, the same rate as somebody that's operating on their own out there. And at the same time, we want to make sure that folks that are operating out there are a part of their local scene. Because when you talk to folks that are in the same industry as you, in the same city as you, they will no doubt give you tips, tricks, advice, and ways to work through the regulatory process because they've already figured out how to do it. So we want to encourage folks to not only be a part of the national movement, but also a part of their local movement. Uh, one of my very favorite phrases, and I, I say it to my team all the time, is action begets action. And so if we join the National Association and we receive a lot of information and we receive a lot of discounts, we're not really generating action. If we work in our local association and we're working to put together bluegrass food blasts and food truck fests and pulling together vendor parks and, and those kinds of activities, now we're creating action at a local level. And when we get enough of that action happening, we're going to get these laws changed. At this point, we, we're already talking with um, some very high-level national folks. I, I don't mean to be a name dropper, but in my day job, I, I work at Fort Knox, and I, I actually have the privilege of, of working with Vice President Biden on a fairly regular basis. And he's actually clued in on what's going on on the food truck scene just because he and I sat and talked about it at lunch one day. Um, wow. This is <laughs> So wow. we do have we have the ability to, to get letters written and and to have really high powerful political folks involved um, here in Kentucky. We've got Mitch McConnell and Andy Barr. There are two senators that are both already interested. I called our local governor's office one day and introduced myself as the director of the Bluegrass Food Truck Association, and the secretary put me straight through to Governor Brashear. There was no wait, and he was ready to talk to me. 
So that's wow. some of the things that we're trying to make happen at that national level. But the problem is if we're not acting locally, there is no way we can act nationally or, or even beyond that. So we want to make sure that our membership is not only a part of the national scene, but an active part of their local scene. And in exchange for that, we're going to keep their costs even lower. You're talking the second most powerful man um, in the world who's really good friends with the most powerful man in the world. Yes, sir. And I, and, I talk, and with, talk with Joe about three days a week. <laughs> that is incredible. That's exciting that he's on he, – he is aware of this and aware of the plight of vendors. Right. Um, that's exciting. So someone asked about an alert. An alert, like, would would it be feasible? There's an unrelated organization, apparently, that sends out a member alert whenever there is some type of injustice. So, with some con, with a you know a back history of the injustice, um, with contact information to the appropriate authorities, so that you can email or call with a nicely worded statement of support mm-hmm. for getting a change made. Um, somebody absolutely. Asked so one of the, one of the things we want to move towards, and and one of the problems, and even with with Al last week, every city has different rules, and some of them are so draconian, it, it would just blow your mind to sit and read some of these regulations. So part of it, we have to be very careful as to what we send as a national organization, and make sure we're not quoting the wrong ordinance, or that we're not putting folks out in a position where they can't defend that position. So we have to be careful how we do that. But political activism is the number one goal of the Mobile Food Vendors Association. So absolutely, we will be active in that scene. We'll try to find ways to do it through electronic means as much as we can. But I can tell you, even here in Lexington at our our local city council level, the emails get read by their assistants and, and immediately moved into the trash. It's about letters and phone calls. And by generating letters and phone calls, and we can put all that information available in our vendor toolbox, that's what really causes motion and action at those county government levels. I um, I, I, I see such huge potential for this in helping all of us because the number one complaint on my end, on my blog, LearnHotDogs.com, and the thing that I hear the most is my city won't, my city won't, they don't. I can't, and it's a process. And with the help of Rob and Jason, and um, and there's several others that will make calls and do that, and have been doing that, you know, on behalf of the Mobile Food Vendor Association, helping those particular vendors. And I love the fact that you have so much experience with this that um, it puts us it leap years of, ahead of where we are um, in our ability to to know what to say and what our rights are in each individual case. And so I'm excited about that. Somebody just sent me a text message and asked about local charters. Is that going to be available? Absolutely. So that's when when I'm talking about going out to the associations and trying to get them come in as a group. That's what we're talking about, that that organization, that local food truck association is a charter chapter of the MFVA. So when they join that association, we're even going to work with them on their membership process that when somebody joins, part of their membership process is also to provide their dues to the MFVA and they're just automatically a part of the national association. So let's say, take for an example, I know that Rob was talking about 
creating some type of chapter in or charter in North Carolina. They could, with the aid of the Mobile Food Vendor Association, create a, you know, called North Carolina Food Trucks, you know, whatever, um, <laughs> a chapter of or a charter of the Mobile Food Vendor Association. Absolutely. Right? That's what we're encouraging. Again, we want to make sure that there is local action happening with national effect. And so that's absolutely what we want to do. We want to make sure that our logo is readily available on all those association websites out there. Folks know who we are and what we're about. Because when that happens, when we have to make these phone calls to the political leaders in those towns and those counties, then and they've already seen that logo everywhere, and they already know that, wow, you know, we've got 40 vendors in our city. They're all members of this MFVA, and the executive director's called me seven times this week. Something's <laughs> going to happen here. You know? <laughs> That's exactly what we're looking for. Now, your email. Um, do you have an email that you can give out to the members now? Or um, yeah, I, Obviously, there's non-members that listen to this program, but um, it, you can save it to later if you want. I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I know that there's going to be questions and, and stuff going on and wanted to make that available. It is. I'm, my email is director at org. So feel free to, to send the emails. Al started with us last week, and, and we're working him through the process now, and hopefully we'll have him selling hot dogs in the next week or so. But I am more than happy to help anybody that, that needs our help. Um, as far as the non-members, you know, email me too. Uh, I'm not going to shut folks out. I get phone calls here in Kentucky on a regular basis from folks to understand the process or need some advice and aren't even in our county or, or on the other end of the state. I'm in this because it's the right thing to do. And at the end of the day, the government has no right to tell one business, we're going to protect your economic interests, but you, innovative entrepreneur, we're going to shut you down. That is not the government's role, and I see it as you know my personal mission in life to make sure that that never happens to somebody again. Can I get an amen? <laughs> um, that is that is so true. Um, I'm the same way. You know, I get calls from people that um, – you know, already have a cart that didn't buy a cart for me or bought it buy anything from me. My goal is not to sell them something. My goal is to help them. And I love the fact that it's um, that you're that way, that Amanda's that way, that so many of our vendor friends are that way, that they're willing to help other vendors. We have a vendor in Georgia who has helped numerous other vendors even give up some of his spots to help another vendor get started. Um, right. And that is just fantastic. Um, we have a vendor in North Carolina that um, Rob, and he's with the MFBA, and he does so much to help other vendors find a location, overcome the codes, and 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 push through the the bureaucracy, and or the red tape of the bureaucracy, and he gets it done. And I love the fact that there's people out there that they're not looking for a reward, right. Well, in every industry, you know, from restaurants to funeral homes to daycares, you know, every industry has an association that fights to protect the rights of their industry because it serves our own self-interest. If we're working together and we're creating an industry that is profitable, then it's going to be profitable for all of us. By working against each other, by having a disjointed voice in government, by not having a unified presence when it comes time to make change happen, we're only going to hurt ourselves and cost ourselves money and cost ourselves the ability to operate in this business. 
but by grouping together and, and you know, it, it's one of the greatest phrases of the founders of our country, united we will stand. So as a group together, we can make change happen and we can create a profitable industry. As individuals, we might create one profitable cart here and six unprofitable carts over there, and that's not going to help any of us because as the reputation forms that these carts are all failing, the one that is succeeding is going to fail. We have to work together to create an industry presence and to manage our own regulations in a way that allow us to be a profitable industry in our local towns. Well, I like that, and I like the fact that you are going to keep the member rates at the current rate until um, the end of the year. And so if you are listening, and we have a lot of listeners that come on after the show air, you know, airs, about 2,000 downloads through iTunes a week, and I would um, encourage you to join and to help out. It's It's a... It's bigger, even if you're not vending yet. We have some members that haven't even started vending, and they joined to help out. And that says a lot about the type of person they are. Don't put yourself in a financial bind to do it, obviously. If you have to use that money to buy hot dogs for your inventory for your first week out, by all means, but join next week. Um, so I would encourage anyone to um, and everyone to join. If your membership is up for renewal soon and you didn't um, opt in for the auto renewal, you will probably want to um, just re-up. Go to log into your, I think you can just log into your PayPal. I don't know how that's set up. I don't know how that works. I actually don't either, Ben. we got to dig in and figure that one out. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll help any way I can. The um, Ultimately, I, I I'm assume that you are going to create a better system for managing that membership um, process. We are the new website actually makes it extremely easy. That that's one of the things I was working with my programmer on Saturday night all the way through was figuring out that when somebody purchases a membership, there will be an extra form process that they go through during their checkout, or it might be something we do in email afterwards. We're, we're still struggling with that piece of the code, to be honest with you. Um, but we're hoping to automate that process so that they can upload their logo. They can give us information about their business. It'll automatically put it on the member directory, which automatically puts you into the receiver list for those folks that want to book a vendor in your area. So the member directory is one of the, the biggest features of our website. I can tell you on the Bluegrass Food Truck Association site, we get about 7,000 hits a day, and 90% of those hits are to the member directory page. The rest of those hits are to where are the trucks today. So we know from a business management perspective that the massive volume that comes to our traffic or to our site and that traffic is looking for who are the members so that they can book them for specific events. There are a lot of food truck fans that are out there, and they're just looking, trying to figure out where the trucks are. You know, we see about 700 a day or so that that's what they're looking for. But the rest of that traffic is all trying to find people to support their event, their location, their factory. You know, so I know a lot of the times on your show we talk about good places to go work and how to find good places to set up. Through our website, we've managed to get them to call us instead of having to go the other way around. Well, um, I know that um, Al keeps um, just just texting in that he he's overwhelmed the how much you played a part in helping him and how willing you were to to help. And I don't want to leave Amanda out. I know that that's a a plural. When I <laughs> you. Um, it's the same here at my house. The right. I I can't imagine the 
the future of this program and this organization with two people like y'all leading it. It's something that is needed to be done for a long time, and I'm so thankful for all the people that have volunteered up to now, and I hope that many of them still volunteer. I hope a lot of them still take a part in it. Um, You know, without Jason and Rob over the last um, few months, it it would have been horrid. Well, almost a year now. They've really took a, a major role in helping get the partners and stuff, and so I'm I'm excited that y'all are with us and happy to um, take for y'all to take the lead and to learn something. I'm excited to learn. Well, Ben, I I am really excited about it. I hope folks can actually hear it in my voice. I, I am so passionate about this industry and what we do. I've been in IT going on 18 years now, and I hate computers. <laughs> I'm so sick of IT. I I could just throw one through a window. And for me, when I started my food truck, it's my exit strategy. And But it's really hard to get out of an industry you've been in close to 20 years. So it's something that we're building. It's something that we see a, a real future in. You know, Honestly, I, I wouldn't have taken the position as the executive director if I didn't see real opportunity here and a real future to not only create an association that has a national presence and the ability to, to really generate business for our members and save them money at the same time, but also a position that is a, a pure growth strategy. As, as we talked about, there's already a lot of folks that have the push carts and, and folks that don't have any setup at all just yet. We're really going to continue to support that model and continue to support those vendors, but we're going to add to that the food trucks that are out there. And food trucks break down into four different business models from concessions to trucks to trailers. To, you know, There's several different ways to operate those. So we just see a continued growth pattern here year over year over year and a, a place to create the knowledge base for our entire industry. And that's my goal. Uh, at the end of the day, if somebody decides a new entrepreneur steps up and says, you know what, I want to open a food truck and I need to know how to do it, I want us to be on the top of their mind and to be the first place they come is the Mobile Food Vendors Association of America, and that's where they're going to start their journey into this industry. Well, it's going to be a, a neat journey, and and with all the support and help and, and the um, – it, it's a, it, a laid-out map, um, sounds like we can – follow so it's going to be nice to have this as a reference point for everybody even on on my you know site it i've always hoped that there would be a national organization that could really really um have a a huge impact on its member base and i can see that's happening that's our goal ben you know i've never done anything small in my life Um, when it comes to my my daytime career and even here in lexington starting the food truck association and all that there's never been a a single task that i took on that i have ever viewed as small and with this i see just a a real opportunity to operate at the national level to use some of the contacts that i've generated over the the 18 years and, and working with federal government and local state governments and i finally have an opportunity to take those content contacts and use them in a completely different context and take them and give them the ability to support an industry, to support entrepreneurs, to support job creators, and that helps our political friends. So that's what we want to do for them. We want to give them an avenue where they can work with a single organization to give them the good press that they need, that they're creating jobs and they're enabling business, but at the same time, it achieves our end goal of creating a profitable industry for ourselves and our local hometowns. Well, I'm sure it's going to um, 
I'm sure it's going to work. Yeah, I can feel your enthusiasm um, just in your voice without seeing you. And I hope to one day have this set up where we can – we tested it out a couple weeks ago um, through a, a video call so that people can watch right. and hear because it, it puts a more personal touch to it when they can see you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're looking forward to doing that at some point. But I – I really want to thank you for coming on and for taking the time to explain it all. I don't know if we had any other questions. Um, oh, it says, is the MFBA going to still make stickers to put on the carts? Um, Absolutely. Okay, great. Um, there you go, dog tag. Asked and answered. Yeah. We're, we're we are, I would, I'll expand on that a little bit. One of the things that we are going to do is make a little change to it, that we're going to add the year of your membership, because we want to make sure that those that are current members are standing out from those that are, are former members, right? It, it doesn't seem fair for them to get the same kind of recognition and the same, you know, hey, I'm an MFVA truck, but they haven't paid for five years. You know, we want to make sure that there's a, almost the way that you do in the Boy Scouts and the Cub Scouts where you got the little ringers that go underneath your badges and show you how many years that they've been involved. That's exactly where we're headed with our sticker program so that you can identify the current members from the past members. Is there a potential for national events or regional events where um, members and non-members can meet up um, like at a, um, what do they call it? You know, and um, I don't know what they, what you would call that. Um, well, I see two answers to it, Ben. I, one is I absolutely see in our future a convention coming where we can bring in speakers like Tyler Florence, and we can bring in really successful operators and and really successful tax attorneys and and the folks that we need to be able to have access to and get to our membership. I absolutely see a convention coming in the future. One of the other things I want to do first, though, is I know a lot of you guys have probably heard about Small Business Saturdays. And they do a lot of national advertising and, and create a, an awful lot of revenue. This last year, I, I think they did somewhere around $62 billion on Small Business Saturday. Well, I want to set up a food vendor Friday. I want there to be a national event every year that this is when the food vendors are going to be out. Don't go to the restaurants that day. Go support your mobile food vendors across the country and do national advertising campaigns and local advertising campaigns and a massive coordinated event across the country that this is the day your local food trucks are out. Go support them. Well, chill bumps again. <laughs> um, that That is incredible. Um, something that Rob and Jason tried to do um, in the past and, and we couldn't figure it all out, but they had suggested some type of um, once-a-year charity deal where we help, you know, do something for humanity's sake. <laughs> um, is there any plans for stuff like that? There is. The, the way that we do that here at the Bluegrass Food Truck Association is, is we really encourage our membership to donate to the local community. Because, again, as we try to change our local leaders' perspective, we have to get our community to support us. And by taking money out of the community and never putting anything back, it's really just not going to work. You're never going to win that community over that way. And, and it's one of the lessons my dad taught me, and it's, it's just stuck with me for years, that it's all right to make money. It's all right to make a lot of money, but you need to do that in service to other people. 
And so one of the things that we do here is either a percentage of annual sales is how Kluckenberger does it. Other trucks do it with tip jars. You see them in, in Speedway and gas stations all the time where they got the penny jar or the dollar jar that they're raising funds for a specific cause. We want to do the same thing. We want to see if our vendors are willing to put out a tip jar. And, again, some of the costs of the association is we want to make sure that you have the, the appropriate literature to go on that tip jar and create some type of, of uh, donation process where we can support organizations. And part of the key to that is we're going to identify organizations that can help us at this national platform. So we want to work with folks like the Susan G. Coleman Foundation. We want to work with you know, national organizations who have that advertising power and that advertising budget already in place because we don't have it, and we're not going to have it for a good long time. But if we can partner with the folks that do that today, then they'll do the advertising costs for us. We'll run the fundraiser for them through vendor tip jars, and we both end up in a win-win relationship. I um, <laughs> Again, it, th- this is so exciting to me. I have like a permagrin because it's, it, it feels so good. I had so many hopes. You know, I've watched um, this materialize from the National Association of Hot Dog Vendors to the Mobile Food Vendor Association so that it was more inclusive. And then see to see something happen like this where you get um, professionals um, running it and guiding it and, and giving us some direction. Um, you can't imagine how that feels to us. I'm sure I'm not alone in this tonight. Well, Ben, that, that's been my whole life. It, it, it's something that I fell into, and I, I don't even know how. But before my dad passed, he, he actually told me that you know I'd been a leader of men my entire life, and it was going to happen for the rest of it. And it's just where I see myself. But I went through the scouting organization when I was younger. I got my Eagle Scout at 14 and was a scout master for many years after that. Um, I went into the, the organization called the Order of DMLA, ended up being the state master counselor and, and running a group of DMLAs that was over 22,000 strong. Uh, from there, I went into the IT world and very quickly rose through the ranks to be in the management chain, and, and I've been the CIO of a half-a-billion-dollar company before. I've, I'm a director at the federal government level now. I've been a leader my entire life. It's just what I know how to do, and I don't know how to do it any other way. So the Food Truck Association members can tell you it'll drive them nuts. But well, you're definitely away. Um, you can you'll hear in um, in in my rhetoric that I have a lot of ums and in my brain is going faster than I can talk, and so I have to slow down and think think it through. And you seem like a natural speaker, and I can't imagine the effectiveness of that when you call up a Texas um you know local health department or you go and sit down with the vice president of the United States or a congressman or woman and you represent us as a body that is it, it, it's a proud moment for me personally and to know that we are going to have that kind of representation it's just what I do, you know. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. It, it's a, a skill that God blessed me with, and, and I've used it to my advantage my entire life. And you know, again, that advice from my dad to, to always be in service to other people. This is the way that I see that I, I can make sure I follow his direction. Well, that's fantastic. Well, I know that we have run over, and I'm glad we did. I, I keep the show on a two-hour deal. We try to do it in an hour, but there was no way to pack all this into an hour. 
and um, I feel like we got our, more than our money's worth. And so, well, I'm glad you let me ramble on. You know, <laughs> there is a lot of information and a lot of change, and and it's hard to get that compressed into a an hour long show or a 45 minute segment. But I saw in the chat room there that they asked if if we'd be willing to do a weekly update. Absolutely. I want to make sure that we stay in touch with all of our members. Um, we're actually also reaching out to podcasts across the country. That There's foodtrucknerd.com in California. He does a weekly podcast. We're reaching out to him. Startup Daddy is a, an entrepreneur podcast that we've reached out to, to to do an interview with them. So this is one of our primary means of, of reaching out to our audience is through the Internet radio and Internet podcast system. And primarily, not only because you have to you, – to pick it up and listen live is always the best way because you're in the chat room and you get a lot more information that way, but because these are available to folks later. And it's kind of the same concept as DVR in the cable TV world and the primetime world. The podcasting world gives folks access to information and the information that they want to hear, but they can do it on their own schedule. So we see that as one of our primary methods of outreach, especially since we don't have an advertising budget, is to get ourselves in editorial-type modes and interview-type modes with those that already have the audience that is our target audience, too. Well, the this is going to be exciting going forward, and I look forward to um, y'all being a part of the, the ongoing program with updates because that will be a, a huge help instead of, you know, just the monthly newsletter updates online, it would be a big help because there's a lot of people that listen and follow this. And then once you capitalize on the fact that you have so many food truck operators out there, this should um, – it helps everyone grow and learn and expand our knowledge base. Right. Well, and the goal, again, is, is to create a national association that is the leader for this industry. And that's our goal. That's our focus. That's where we're going to go. Well, very exciting. I thank you for joining us, and I thank you for um, what you are bringing to the table with Amanda. It is going to be um, just <laughs> just overwhelming. I, um, I'm going to have a blog. I'll try to get it out tonight, folks, so that you'll get it in the morning in the email So that with the show notes. Obviously, it will be a MFVA exclusive, um, and then links to... Um, sign up if you aren't already. And for those listening after the live broadcast, uh, please check out the blog at learnhotdogs.com and you'll see the MFDA header and you can click to join. Um, is there anything you'd like to add before we go, Sean? You know, Ben, the, the only thing I can add at this point is we are so excited to take on this opportunity and this challenge and to meet folks across the country. And, you know, Al is the, the first one that's fallen into our lap so far, and he's a, a really neat guy. He's got a lot of passion. He's got a lot of potential. And that's what I look forward to most is meeting our membership, helping our members create a profitable organization in their town, and moving this industry to the forefront of our capital and the forefront of this nation. And that's where we're going to go. I'm so excited about it. I, I love the opportunity that's been presented to me here. And I hope in the, the very near future to be in a position where we can do these national events and we can all get together and we can meet each other and, and start creating friendships and bonds that go across state lines and, and last for years and years to come. And that's what I see that's so exciting about this opportunity. Well, thank you again, Sean, and thank you, Amanda, for taking part in the chat room tonight. Um, if, you, if you'd if you like to continue to do that, I'll put you as a moderator in the chat room. Um, 
it's been a big help. <laughs> and um, I know that we've had a lot of um, listeners tonight, over 200. I'm thankful for everyone that takes the time out to support the blog and the MFVA and the um, the show in general. So um, I um, we're going to take a do a commercial and then we'll be out. Thanks, everybody. and discounts, then check out mymfva.org. You can get instant access to secrets that will supercharge your business. Gain instant eligibility to all MFVA-sponsored giveaways and much, much more. For more details, visit mymfva.org. Contact the Mobile Food Vendors Association. Contact the Mobile Food Vendors Association. Folks, before we go, I wanted to tell you that um, that email address again is director at org, and that will put you in touch with Sean and Amanda. Um, I am going to, because it's just deserving, tonight was fantastic, and I am going to put play the MFVA theme song that was um, created, sang, and even the music behind it was done on individual instruments by one of um, our listeners and fellow vendors, Rob, and um, not in North Carolina, another Rob. And his name's Rob Harper, and he does most of the commercial work. And here he is now. And your paycheck depends on whether you're Hot dogs are hot If your commissary calls for things that you know you haven't got If you have a health inspector And you need to rectify some situation That's your facing Contact the Mobile Food Vendors Association in your pocket it puts you in a bind with the money you'll save with your membership you'll have a big dog card like mine rejoice you have a voice leave a message you'll hear right back from Deb or Jason there is no chasing just contact the mobile food vendors association it's all about the dog playing and pan washing, tongue dropping, ice packing, trailer towing, fun loving crowd. Their heart is in the business, and they'll tell you loud and proud. There's no 30 page application, no BS complications. Contact your mobile food vendors association. We vendors are all one family. MFVA.org will help you when you're down. And every single member has a seven day a week available consultation across this nation. Contact your mobile food vendors association. We represent the burner light and lemon. 
lemon squeezing, onion cooking, dog steaming, mustard squeezing, fun loving crowd. Their heart is in the business, and they'll tell you loud and proud. There's no 30 page application, no BS complication. Contact the Mobile Food Vendors Association. Contact the Mobile Food Vendors Association. Brought to you by the Mobile Food Vendors Association and Ben'sCarts.com. Also by the letter H and the number 4. Tune in next week for more of the very best vendor information money can buy on HTVR. Hot Dog Vendor Radio.